Good morning and welcome to the Bear Tiger Pod number 18. It may not be morning when you're listening to it, but it's morning for us. Right now, full squad today. Mark Raven, taking pictures on his phone. Yeah, always, always. Content, content, content. <laughs> James Slate. Hi. J-Dub. What up? And he's lovely attire today. He's got his new JL gear in the house. Yeah, don't worry about it, mate. Let's take a picture of that and put it on the social so hey, everyone just... can see it. It's, it's quite the jumper, that one. Is it nice. a JL Christmas jumper? No. There's been a few of this uh, pattern. I had the shirt, the like, hawaii sort of shirt through the summer. And now going into the winter, I've got the old jumper on. Nice, like Love it. it. And you've got some lovely, like, um, that, like sheepskin looking jacket. Yeah. The little white and yellow number. Oh, yeah, that did look tidy Ooh, on yeah. the ground. Very, very Josh White. Yeah. Top, that is. Let's dive straight in because we've got loads of golf to get through today. Where should we start? Let's start with PGA Tour. I must say, I've had a great week this week. A couple of my favourites, a few of my favourites won this week and Tony Finnell was just imperious in his performance, especially over the weekend. A great round on Saturday in tough conditions following his 62 on Friday and then just saw everybody off yesterday. Boys, what, what are we saying about Tony Finnell? Has he has he finally fully arrived? I, I would have to say that I... We spoke previously in the podcast about players that can be top, top dogs in the game and hold certain levels. And I think he, I hope this really sparks that level for him because I feel as if he has got that all-round game to be able to compete with the Rory's and, and the DJ like we've spoken about, Kepka and the boys as well, obviously. But I just feel as if he's got that game and that I feel like he's now getting comfortable being in uncomfortable situations and I feel like he's just his foot's going to be on the gas now he's got the game do you think that he's got the mindset to stay in there because that's that's really what that is a big key to staying in that position and forging ahead is yes he's got the talent to match them but has he got the the mindset which he's got at the moment because he's full of confidence but can he sustain that over another like 10 years or I, so? I, th- I think the the results like yesterday, like the people that he's beaten might not be as big as wins as Rory and the, and the other boys, but oh, so I you're feel... Saying that, saying that he's not there yet? I feel as if means. it's a massive stepping stone for him. I don't think he'll be thinking that. I think he'll be thinking, I'm, I'm winning. Like, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And it, I think it's a reassurance for him. And I think the more he gets into them bigger events, he, he knows he's been there and he's done it. Well, he's had a couple of interesting kind of quotes after he's won. He's almost still quite still fairly humble. Like when he won, I think it was at the Rocket Mortgage, he was like, you know, a winner is a, a loser that keeps on trying. I find really strange that someone as good as him sees himself that way, but maybe that awareness is helping him find his formula for doing what he's doing. But at some point, he's got to realise now, you know, he's, he's won, what, three times in the last seven starts. Yeah. He's, you know, he's number 15 in the world now, but really he's... Arguably in the oh, top three performances that, yeah. in the world. I think he jumped from 22 to 15 this week. Um, I, think, I think we really need to see him figure in a major now. And also a good point that you made, you know, does he need to beat better fields? You know, he, he did win the Northern Trust against a good field, beat yeah. Cam Smith in the playoff. But yeah, I think, you know, majors are the next step for Tony Finau. But winning a major with his stats at the minute, number one in driving accuracy this week, number two in strokes gain putting like that is some combination that I don't care what golf course you put him on and what field you put him up against that's that's going to be contending yeah his coach was saying you were kind of tapping it around 
this week, which, you know, he was, uh, he, <laughs> he, was at, he was at 70, speed. 70%, which is obviously feel because not 70% how far he hits it. And he was pretty much level pegging with Ben Taylor and Justin Rose playing alongside and Ben Taylor looked like he gets it out there a little bit. Yeah, Justin's what, not quite as long plus. as he was. But yeah, you would have played with Ben Taylor, right? Yeah, I grew up playing with Ben. He was actually my foursomes partner for, for the county, for Surrey. Great boy. And he he's just someone that has just stuck to his guns of what he does. Like he does, he's not gone searching for anything. He's not tried to reinvent the wheel or anything like that. He just knows what he does well. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And he, he literally just goes out. Like, like I said, really, he literally just knows what he does. And he sticks to that sticks to his process and he's he's climbed the ladder um, and he's worked his way up. And I thought yesterday how he played that last round, that was a tough course. It was really, really tricky as we'll, we'll come on to, but how he played that last round I thought was so solid. Yeah, so a bit of background on Ben Taylor. He's a, he's a local lad to us from Epsom in yeah. Surrey. His dad is a pro, his uncle's a pro. They own Paxham Golf Centre which is a, a six-hole and driving range place just down the road, which we've all, we've all frequented at some point. Feel the power, Taylor. <laughs> Went to college in the States, kind of didn't really come home after that. Did he had, had a lot no. of success in, in college, Went to, ended up at LSU, and then you know, been on the PGA Tour for a couple of years, not had much success on the PGA Tour to date. This weekend, his third-place finish was by far and away his best finish. But when he has been on the Corn Ferry Tour, he's done well. He's won on he's the Corn Ferry Tour. He's car twice through Corn Ferry onto the PGA. So, yeah, so he's worked out that formula. And yeah. maybe now he's working out the formula for the PGA Tour. Interesting, in his interview, he kind of referenced, you know, having to swallow the pill a little bit going back down to Corn Ferry after being on the PGA Tour for a couple of years and kind of said he was in a better place mentally. Maybe you do or don't know. Has he always applied himself? It kind of... It seemed like there was something going on behind closed doors. Maybe he didn't take it seriously enough the first time when he was on the PGA Tour and he's now rededicating himself. Yeah, like, like I said, he doesn't take himself too seriously and he, he knows what he does. But I think sometimes... Does that mean he gets lashed on the side? Yeah. A little, there's a, he, from, <laughs> as we know, like you can go out and have a good time and, and whatever else. But I think he now prioritises his golf and he makes sure he does what he needs to do to play well first before he does that stuff is the best way I'd put that. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, his game looked really, really good. Has he always been a good ball striker? So watching his game yesterday, he's always ripped it, always ripped it. Been long, hits it, struck it really well. But the thing watching his game closely yesterday was, for me, was his pace putting and his stroke looked unbelievable. Um, and I feel as if that was what was missing from his game. But yesterday he was... I think he he putted the best. He had the best strategy around the greens. He was putting from off the greens, up slopes, and he was always stone dead. It was a bit Martin Keimer, US Open-esque, yeah. wasn't it? Just putting from a long way off the green uh, a few times. Yeah. Um, because those greens were kind of upturned saucers. But kind of back to Tony Finnau for a second. He hits that lovely little fade off the tee, putting him in play. But one thing I noticed, he was definitely moving the ball left, right, and right to left into the greens. Do you think that's also a bit of a coming of age for a top-class player? Because Tiger always talks about moving the ball around a lot. And I know there's all this chat about, you know, the ball goes straighter and that sort of stuff, but the ball still moves. And as much as everyone says you should have one shot, it's funny to me that the best players move the ball both ways into the greens. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. It looked like if the, if the pin was on the left-hand side, he was aiming at the middle of the green and working it in. And if the pin was on the right, he was aiming at the middle of the green and working it in that way. 
but I, I totally agree with you. It just gives you that a bit of groundwork. I feel like you can just get it to the hole a little bit easier. Hit it in the middle of the green and watch it roll towards the pin. Yeah, like mm. instead of having to land it, which can be a bit dangerous being so close to the to the wrong side and the short the short side of the pin on that golf course as well with them runoffs that we were talking about and that bit of dodgy Bermuda grass. Yeah. You want you would rather be putting from a long distance than you would be mm. chipping from a short distance. Well, we're, we're like nine minutes in now, and we've not heard much from Slaty. <laughs> I can see him zoning out. What did you make of Tony's win? I think um, after he won those two tournaments back to back at the back end of last season, you know, it looked like a bit of a coming of age moment, and he's always been such a talented ball striker. I think, and um, like you said, when we were talking yourself, myself, and Mark last week about how you'd market people and, and people, what they do in the game. You know, there's there's almost, like we were talking about Scotty Scheffler and I was sitting there thinking, is Tony Finau boring? Cause, but I think actually on the opposite side, he's played the family card and given people a taste of his lifestyle whilst actually being like... Really? You thought he was boring? Well, no, I was, I was, I was trying to find out whether he whether he fit into that category or not, because he doesn't do anything well, really... The boring category. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything really extrovert. But then I was sitting there thinking, no, actually, your superpower's like, you look like a really cool dad and husband. Like, no, so I, love, I, I, I love, completely disagree with that, because he's on social media, he's, like, he's dancing, doing his little two-step. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but he looks sort of like... Stuff. He looks just... so Yeah, he's like a really Scottie cool Sheffield's dad no and husband, isn't yeah. he? Like, so he's there, isn't he? Having a, he's having a he's p- not getting boozed up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's having a pool party, not with... Not with a load of birds. That and one stuff. where he, see his, where he dropped his missus' his phone in the, uh, in the pool. Yeah. In the pool. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And just <laughs> have to pick it up. It was his boy that had done it for me on the back of the 18th green yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you see him, the, the commentator was like, his he's a button down shirt. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. he's pounding that gum because he had like a <laughs> massive bit of gum. He's quite a big boy, isn't he? And he was absolutely chewing this gum off. <laughs> yeah. I said, massive as well. I thought it was a potato chip for, to start with. Yeah. It's, it's a piece of gum. You see, his, his, his missus like running the green. And she was like, and they must have had a mic near her because she was like screaming, you know, arms up like, running over to, to cuddle him. And then they cut across and they're like, um, his boy comes on and gives him a hug and he's, he says, oh, how about that? And, he's, and, the, and the lad went, yes, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm so glad my son was here. He's like one of my biggest fans. He follows everything I do. I was like, all oh, right. Yeah. You're, they're obviously just all really cool, aren't they? Yeah, That's, what, cool. That's what I mean. They're just... By, by 10. He had a yeah. massive lead at one point. He's probably thinking, on you let it go there, Dad. When that was the... Um, <laughs> done me. <laughs> three over on the back nine. What are you doing? They were probably the only two things about Tony Fina I really wanted to mention were... Um, he made a change to his putter. He, he really lofted it up. I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago, but it's like really lofted it up, Mark. He put five and a half degrees of loft on his putter when he won the first, first time of these three events. And it's almost like, you know, because he just wants to feel like he can really, really bash it. Like obviously with what standard loft being like three, three and a half degrees, yeah. there's so much loft. I mean, five and a half degrees of loft is like Tiger's driver when he came out on tour in it, really. Or Sergio, didn't one of them use a five and a half degree driver? Yeah, Tiger was six and a half. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then I think the other thing is um, he said he thinks he finished off. What I found really interesting, he's like all of the ways in which you can win. Siri. Um <laughs> Uh, he thinks Try again, mate. He thinks he finished off. Did he ever made in the bike or Siri? <laughs> she followed you around. Yeah. I'll let you watch. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Oi, Siri. Make a fruit salad. Fear Fear just threw it at her. 
he he thinks he finished off the ways in which he can win because he's like the, the last couple of wins he's still had a bit to do but like this week he's obviously taken in a a huge lead into the back nine where it's almost kind of you've got to manage your game to get it over the line because he was leading by seven I think going into the tenth tee and just ended up just like you said he he dropped it straight in he he never looked like he missed a beat off the tee I noticed that I was saying to Josh walking up here I was like it looks like he's moving the ball both ways into the greens and then. It's just game, just the foundations of his game just look rock solid, Mark. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think between all of you, you've, you've covered it there, but the thing I would highlight is, and uh, to Zane's question, you know, does he kick on from here? Uh, for me, yeah, absolutely, because you look at his setup. He seems, everything, he's, when he speaks about his team, about his personal development, and then you look at his relationship with his family and what you do see on socials, he seems to me like he's got everything in the right place and it's been accumulative over over a few years. You see the performance, but for me now, he just has to tick the boxes and go through the motions and in two years' time, let's say, we'll be talking about Tony Finau in a very different light. He will be one of one of the big boys. He's He's got, he's got it all and as I say, he's just going through the checklist now. I think if you were other players looking at him and his setup, uh, I'd be I'd be worried about coming head to head with him over the next couple of years because I think I think he's um, on the move to throw a, a curveball out there. I think this Tony Fee now would have potentially beat Tiger at twenty nineteen Masters in the final group because I think he was really really close then and he didn't actually get enough airtime because a bit more about Tiger coming through and Frankie's capitulation, but. I think Finau's game was pretty solid all the way through to the 12th. I just don't think this version of him... I would say I'm completely not having that. Yeah, I'm not having Couldn't that. disagree Sorry, with that anymore. <laughs> and I, I think kind of this is one of the things, one of the ticks that he has to check off is that he now needs to hunt down Tiger a big Woods. player. Yeah, so he, uh, to your point, probably, he did, and he wasn't able to do it then, but and I think he will be able to do it. And the big, a big player is different to Tiger Woods. Yeah, no, I yeah. know. Yeah. Like, I'm uh, the, that was just a bad example. I, I think there's a better example. <laughs> no, I'm there. just saying in that, I'd like to see this version of him in that situation now. I don't feel yeah. like he would be big evented out of it now. You know, I feel like his game's coming along. I mean, okay, like so here's you, one you for you. you said is, is it a thing that the Live Tour's come along? how those top boys have kind of gone and Tony Finau stepped up to the plate. The timing of that is, is you know, through yeah. the Open, he wasn't great through the summer and then some of the big players left and he's kind of stepped into those shoes. You know, it, and maybe now he's better prepared because he's had that opportunity to go ahead and do that, but it's, you know, the timing is there. Yeah, but like you said earlier, like he, he had also at that point still only had two wins in six years and was always just trying to find that you know, he's, he's remained in the top 30, 40 in the world like, the entire time. A bit like the Harrington, you know, winning three majors when Tiger was out of action. Yeah. No, I think that's a bit unfair on his game, honestly. Like it, like you said, three, three wins in the last seven starts, that's mental how good that is. Yeah, it's good, but it's got to help, isn't it? There's yeah. people above him no in, the, no in the world Smith. rankings that have gone and played somewhere else that he's not playing against. It's easier for him to win. That's, 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 I guess the worrying yeah. factor would be if he didn't win. Yeah, it's still I think it has to be acknowledged. I don't think it's a yeah. massive factor, no, but it's taking... definitely it's definitely has to be acknowledged yeah. as a factor. You know, I, I I acknowledge that, but then we're just we're never going to not have this argument because every time someone goes and wins a live event, you're going to be like, yeah, you're not playing Rory, you're not playing Fina. But until he does, like well, that will be the next step. I yeah. mean, he, the, I guess the one upside is he's won two tournaments uh, wire to wire, which is very very impressive. 
as you say, that's going to be the next question for him now, is he knows he can do it at this level and he knows he can wipe everyone out, but can he do it? I think In that, that situation, we, like you said, about t- uh, playing alongside a Tiger Woods or a top player. I think the tough thing is, though, is that, you know, cause but I think that are they coming back this year? You'll have to let me know. But they had, they had obviously abolished the WGC events. There was no WGC events last year. So even if it's even if it's not a, a major, it's got to be a stepping stone. There's got to be a bridge between what we class as an $8 million purse PGA Tour event and a and a major title. You can't, you know... Every I guess going up against another world-class player whose tips have been better than he is right now. Like, if he did it against Rory, you go, okay, yeah, he's taking him down. Or if he... There's not many big players left. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, or some someone like that, who's essentially he's got he's kind of gone to these events, being the top boy, and he's proven it. There's a different mentality, isn't it? I think that will be the next step, won't it, between where he is now, which is where he stepped up to really owning that space. Which you know, we're only talking about this because he's so good. Well, he was the number one ranked player in the field, was he? He wasn't. No, Scott Scheffler was. Right, but he didn't play very well. I think going toe to toe with a good player who's in the mix because right, okay. you know, like yes, yeah, Scott Scheffler's up there but if he's not in the mix he's not really a, in the conversation for him on another note though I thought the golf like we was took that 15th hole that little par 3 that was a quality hole wasn't it yeah like a little Surrey hole wasn't it yeah like on the on the Thursday when they had it at the front front right yeah and everyone was like I think yeah. it was only 40% of the people hit the green yeah it was only like it was a yeah, 117 was yards or something do you reckon that's because everyone was like sucked into going at the pin yeah maybe but it was a really small section, wasn't it, that front bit? And then it went over a lip mm. and then went away or it ran off the front down towards the water. Yeah. Yeah, that there was were a couple uh, of shortish par threes. And short par threes is something else we could probably do half a pod on, not quite a full pod. But they're just so much <laughs> just more short. interesting, aren't they? If they're 200 yeah. yards or 210, it's literally get on the hole, what's the middle of the green, yeah. off you go. But like you said there, like, you get an interesting little par three, a bit of wind. And also when they put the, you all put the grandstands around, Hit it low, the wind doesn't affect it. If you hit it high, yeah. it does affect it. It just it makes for so much more fun. It's just a lot more penal, isn't it? The short of the hole, they can be a bit harsh with the bunkering and, and penalty areas and stuff. You've got a 210 yard shot, <laughs> they give you an island green. That'd be fun, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> a, lot, a, a lot of the coverage was on that hole on that first day. Mm. And it was, I quite enjoyed just sitting there watching that hole and watching all the different players and how their, their strategy and stuff. It, it was cool. It was good. It was, um, and then a couple of drivable par fours as well. Yeah, that was That's good. All. Yeah, good to see Rosie playing, playing somewhat better again. Yeah, he's not quite at you know full tilt again, but it was good to see him up there. You know, he's always working hard, keeping himself in shape. And he's had a bit of injury trouble, and he's also moved back to Wentworth this year. So maybe now he's got the family settled, we'll see some good form from him. He's just one of them players, isn't he? That as soon as he gets into a certain situation or gets into a certain level of event and he's in contention he's got so much pedigree that mm. he just flips into that zone and you feel like he'll just excel from there he's yeah, gone back right. to a uh, conventional putter grip as well after about six years using a claw so yeah same putter he's just one of those weird putter things isn't he yeah, it, the heel goes it's a hit, the heel shaft like the um, it's like a reverse gooseneck is, is that the one thing he kept from the Hongma deal so no, he's had that. Honma. He's had that putter for. It's it's a non Honma putter. What's it? Is it like a face balance blade? Yeah, it's like a reverse. It's it's like a reverse gooseneck, and then it goes in like that, and then the putter blade starts. It must look so weird because you must see the shaft almost like it looks centre shaft. Kramsky, no, but it does look like a Kramsky yeah. putter. It, it must look like 
if you look down over the ball, it must almost look like it's a centre shafted putter. But then the neck just severely just it goes. Yeah, 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 cool. Like Scotty Cameron's are. <laughs> the other end of the, the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. The Antichrist. Yeah. He, um, I tell you, who else swung it really nice. Uh, Alexander is that his, was that his name? Um, yeah. That comes second. It, Troy Alexander. Tyson. Tyson. Tyson Alexander. Yeah. Really nice swing. I'm pretty sure today his best finish previous to that was 45th. Wow. And then he's come second this week. He looked pretty solid. You know, nearly a, a million dollars for second place that was. Mm. And that was a big putt. That putt on the last yeah. from, I don't know, what do you think, 30 feet? 200 grand, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. 200 grand putt. Yeah. Nice. But do you reckon he's gone back and just raided the minibar? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, good week. I'm going to treat myself. <laughs> Have three boxes yeah. of macadamia nuts. <laughs> I'd say it would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? With M&M's in the jar. That's my favourite. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was good. So yeah, a really good week on the PJ Tour. The PJ Tour still, you know, this has been always have a chat, but it's still it just, it just holds more when someone wins on the PJ Tour than it does on the Dark Side Tour. Dark uh, side. Let's move across to the LPGA. Mark, can come to you on this one. Nelly Corder winning back world number one, but that was an interesting back nine. Did you did you watch it? I I saw bits and pieces okay, of good. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, really interesting back nine battling out. The battling of Corda and Lexi Thompson. Lexi Thompson just seems to it seems to be on repeat. At some point, there's a drama on the back nine for her, and she kind of rescued it a little bit. But it is always an interesting watch watching Lexi Thompson down the stretch. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I was speaking to Josh and James just before, like especially on that 18th hole, like when the camera zooms in and you listen to some of the conversations she's having with her caddy, which is, I think, I believe is her brother mm-hmm. and just take a look at her. They, they look like they're a deer in headlights. Like it just she looks so tense and nervous. Looks, exactly. Yeah. And you, you got to feel like when I look at her now, as time goes on, the weight of the world just seems to be on her shoulders. Like she, the media are talking about it and it seems like it's just dumped on her. It seems like she knows that people are talking about it. She knows that she's created this kind of, even though she's clearly one of the best players in the world on the ladies tour, in the ladies game, sorry. There's just this massive monkey on her back and she just can't seem to shift it. Even though, you know, we like, yeah, second, third places. It's incredible. It's a great week, but every she knows she's capable unbelievably she knows she's capable of so much more like we if you dig deep into her game you look at it she's the kind of you could relate her maybe to Bubba in the men's game where you just never really know you can't look at her technique and say oh where did it go exactly yeah yeah, it's you know it's a it's a thrill to watch her and I think that's what everyone kind of engaged it's great golf to watch because you just don't know Mm. but it's a hard watch for me like when I when I watch her and and as I say her caddy as a team it just Desperate's the wrong word, but you can just see the pressure, the pressure on the pair of them and the decisions that they're making, the way they're talking. It, it, there's just so much going on and, and it's, it's, it seems to be governed by fear of the bad outcome rather than trying to make it happen, you know. And uh, you have to say that's probably just an accumulation of, of the negative stuff that seems to have happened. In yeah. terms of getting across the line and winning... It, obviously, she smashes it more often than not. Because it's not as if she doesn't know how to win, but it just it just seems like at some point in the back nine, she's going to miss a short putt. Yeah. And there's going to be something going on. She actually rescued it quite nicely. Like, she missed that short putt, and then she went to the next sort of par three, hit it in the water, yeah. which wasn't an awful shot, to be honest. It just caught a bit of the bank and ended up in the, in the water and rescued a bogey, and then bounced back, went birdie, birdie. You think she's back at it, and then... 
I mean, like the two shots down 18 were just absolute shockers. Well, and, and also looking back at 17, the second <laughs> shot into 17, they spent a bit of time on, she she couldn't make her mind up on that second shot in. And um, I mean, they must have been over that for a good three, four, five minutes chatting about it. And then the outcome was was poor, wasn't it? She'd made the wrong choice. It's it's a pretty simple kind of, you wanted to be taking the spin off the ball, going yeah. into that pin, into that breeze. It, it just seemed like, again, she'd not been able to pull the trigger because there's too much noise. There's She can't get clarity of thought in that moment. She's a good enough player. She's been there, like you say. She's a winner. But it, there's just little things like that that just seem to just catch her out more it's, often than not. And then you, you, you put her up against Nelly, who's like a surgeon, like basically. The, the, the polar opposite. Yeah. She's so just, cool, calm and collected. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's almost metronomic. Yeah, she still yeah. had a 66 in the final round. I mean, I agree with all your points. And uh, that watching the 18th hole, I was beside myself. I mean, I, I said to you, I think it felt like it was played like by a 15 handicapper. I just thought how loose the driver swing was just looked so erratic. Like Not like a trying to speed up. It just looked, you know, the plane of the club just was all over the place. Then More planes than Heathrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> genuinely. And then, yeah, the shot, the shot into the last hole. I know she thought she had like a 200 shot with the way that the wind was coming down and, and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's not like it wasn't a shot that she must have hit 150,000 times before. It was, you know, like the feeding the club out and... The pitch shot is just like, and she actually hit a really good pitch. It's just, I think it's just the execution just looks a little bit lost. And yeah, she had a final round 66 and she came out the, came out the traps, didn't she? She had four in a row in, on the front nine, I think. Yeah, it was, an, it was a nice four and a par round on the face of it. But when you looked at the details of it, yeah. something not quite yeah, right. To, there, to me, it? it's like the battle going down the stretch on the back. She, she wasn't in a battle with Nelly, she was in a battle with herself. Yeah. Like and when you're watching it, it's like to me it wasn't like she was going against anyone. Mm. It was just whether she's going to get in her own way. So, but what what would you do? What if you had to have a chat with her, or if she comes to you for for some help now going forwards? What how would you help her with that? Just say to her, just sort it out. (laughs) Just just as easy as that. Can you just get on with it? No, it's it's one of those things, and it you almost got for someone like her. It's quite clear, not easy, but it's very clear what she needs to do. She needs to replay the situation down. Obviously, gets played up in her head. Which some people need that. You might say that Nelly, because she's because she is so good technically, and everything is so calm that she may need to get up in in her mind, you know, build that situation up. For someone like uh, Lexi, she's got to completely play it down. You know, pretend that she's playing with her friends, and that's where it goes quite interesting because it's not the same formula for every single person. You know, like I think you see a little bit with Rory when he's a uh, he's similar. He when he plays it down just a touch. He can then really, yeah. really repress on it. So but if it gets built up in his head, then it gets difficult. Yeah. So you think it's more of a, men- a mental than technical with her? With it's, it's a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of both. And I think the men, she has, I would say that she would need to be like that mentally because technically she relies more on yeah. intuitiveness and skill rather than having a technique which just, not every single technique is completely repeatable, but it looks like there's a lot of different things going on in a golf swing each time whereas it looks like you could just you know in contrast Nelly just looks like she just uses the same ball space you could stand there and hit 107 irons and they could all you know throw a blanket over them there's just some traits in Lexi's game for me that feed into a short game that are not great for a short game if you know what I mean jabby yeah jabby and steep I I watched her hit there was that chip even though she got she actually got up and down yeah it was dog wasn't it but yeah (laughs) <laughs> that um, mate, when you watch that stroke in slow, mate, she was 
two dimples away from topping a putt. Right. That she doesn't was, even line it up out the middle. It's like, she kind of like lines it up out the toe, yeah. cuts across it. All sorts nah, going on. I'm not watching that, I, mate. Nah, yeah, it freaks me out. There's two things that I think. I think she could benefit from a caddy change. I don't know whether it's a bit too too personal on what, on what on what grounds well because i don't th- i'm not sure with, with her brother and stuff like that i listened to the conversation on 18 and i don't think it was technical enough in regards to start lines and if she's going purely on skill it means that she's an absolute field player only so she got her brother on the bag early in the season and won and won yeah yeah when, when her brother went on the bag does that calm her down from being nervy which i think it probably I think, does well, i think it have... goes back i think it goes back to, to what, what you said there like it plays it down for her having her brother there like it just puts it more into like she's more comfortable with him yeah. but then it also goes back to james's point where it's not technical enough because he's not almost good enough yeah she needs to find the middle mark so yeah so I he can get he can get better i'm not like saying it needs to be a different person i'm wondering whether actually mentally she's got such a tight-knit group of people and she keeps herself which is why she just looks uncomfortable walking tea to green it just looks like a really you, you don't get a moment weirdly like Nelly gives me proper Annika vibes. I feel like she just absolutely owns the ladies tour. When she's on, like no one gets near her. And I was so impressed with her golf. I mean... But that runs very much in line with her personality, how she was brought up, her background. Like that's that's very much who she is. And I, I would say that uh, my point would be to Lexi, and then again, um, this is from the outside looking in, is that she, like you said, she's a creator and she works on feel. So technique is sort of the, a byproduct of those things. For me, she's, she looks like she stops creating. She loses the vision. She stops creating. She focuses on stuff that she wouldn't necessarily, or she starts to factor in things that she wouldn't necessarily factor in if she was just freewheeling with her mates on a on a Friday afternoon Perfect. in the car. So, so, so the conversation should be like, because you get the benefit of being mic'd up and being in and around the area. That's where the caddy needs to sense that and just start getting a canvas out again and start drawing. 100%. And she, she's got to be encouraged to draw the picture herself. Like yeah. if she doesn't see it and she's not the one picking out how, how to create that shot in that moment and taking into account all the emotion, et cetera, et cetera, then it's going to be hard to execute for someone like her. So it's, yeah, giving, it's opening the door for her to start that conversation and making her feel like she is the one that started it. Yeah. That, that's, that's half the skill of a, of a good, uh, whether it's a coach or a caddy or a psychologist of leading a player to a point where they think that they have started that ball rolling or making that great decision, you know, and often, often down the line, once it's a subconscious thing, they are doing that all the time. But it just seems to me like when I, when I look at her versus round one to closing out a tournament, the creator side of her shifts into a bit of sort of trying to add other bits in that aren't necessarily uh, working to her strengths. Yeah. Zane, on Nelly Corder, I know she's ladies world number one, but like how good could her legacy be? I mean, I, I just looked at her game on the back nine of that tournament. I was I was so impressed the way she moves. I think I think a golf swing just looks rock solid, like in in, in all I, I'm and actually just, uh, chipping and pitching motion just I mean she she just knew everything she knew her flight she knew how she was spinning it I mean I know she hit a bit of a, a handsy chip on eighteen, but it's a naughty place where she's left that but and then really when she like a pace and putting control, just, like is there anything in her game that looks weak? No, it's not. You know, she's got, a, she's got an all-round game and she comes from a, a pedigree of champions in her family. You know, her sister's also a fantastic player. Her brother's a good golfer. Old man was obviously a, a pretty handy tennis player in his day. And she's been trained to be where she is now. You know, that she's got a very much like a coach trained 
action technique and everything that she does. There's no, there's no real big flaws in, in her, you know, as it is for most of the women, you know, it would just be time and, you know, whether she decides to have a family, you know, a lot of the women golfers do decide to retire early, which is very different. So it depends on how much she keep, how long she keeps up her own kind of appetite for it, really. Mm. Will she, it seems like she's not going to press Annika Sorensen's records just because they were so, so unbelievable. But around that, she's just an absolute pleasure to watch swing it and play golf. And I think, I reckon, every time uh, we covered the women's golf on Sky, I have to get up and do it and analyse Nelly's swing. Like, it's just, it's absolute favourite in, in the studio. <laughs> and there's really, you know, I stand at the pillar and use the, the screen to draw lines on all sorts. And there's not much she does. There's nothing that you could pick out, which is like a flaw. Yeah, the, one, the one interesting thing she does have is she has a massive shoulder turn. Absolutely, it's probably like a, it's probably close on 120, 130 degree shoulder turns. Absolutely massive, but but she just times it so well. Body doesn't get ahead of her hands, and she just delivers the club beautifully. If she has one tiny flaw, she overdraws it sometimes. Uh, maybe where she just backs up a tiny, tiny bit every now and again. I, I presume I've not actually seen. I've been able to analyze any of her really bad shots from face on. But yeah, she's just so good. This week, you know, had all her family and friends there. She knows. She knows how to play that sort of grass. She's won, it's a, you know, she won that last year, so she's kind of defending champion. So that was another, you know, just seems like in a really good space. It'll be something off the course that derails her if hopefully it doesn't happen to her. But yeah, what a great player and it's an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure to watch. And um, Is she in that kind of then, um, you know, with her father and her family and, and obviously Jessica's a, she's a champion in her own right. Is she in that kind of Richard and Serena vibe? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure Mark might be able to answer that question, but I spent a bit of time around the Bradenton IMG Bolletary Academy where they were the trained growing up. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, he was, uh, the, the family setup was, they were encouraged at every point, but it was never overdone because I think he, he trusted the, um, the guys on, the, on the, the Lead Better Academy. He trusted the system. He was on site. So as a family, they could somewhat control the stuff away from golf, but it was very much controlled in, in that urbanisation anyway. It's lucky in that place, very, for its time, I, I've not gone back. In, it's probably nearly 15. Are you still in credit up there as well? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> I could do with some just rock up now. Hi, yeah, exactly. Yeah, tour prep. Yeah, it's it's all set up so well there that they they made. I assume they made a move as a family uh, with this in mind. So I think he probably felt, look, it's going to be taken care of. I don't need to be that dad, or we don't need to be that mum and dad. We can just sit back, keep a keen eye on it, and it will take its course. And I think, fortunately for for the pair of them and the family, it, it's worked out because. When we were there, there was Ari and Nari, wasn't there? The yeah. Song Sisters. Yeah. Now they were, you know, phenoms. Like they played they were in prolific. the US Open at twelve yeah, and thirteen yeah, they, years old, didn't they? So, and and they haven't gone on to the same success in anywhere near. I don't even know if they they you played play for too long. Yeah, to be honest. So the the quarters are a, are a success story versus versus that. It's amazing that when they were there at the IMG Academy and we were down there, it was all all kind of revolved around. You know, you had the the more established players like Paul Kramer, yeah. um, Casey, Casey Wittenberg, and so forth. But then it was all like they Ari and Nari were the two like real stars, and we're gonna. There was no way they couldn't make it, yeah. and 
know, and they were so young now. when we were there. They were what, 12, yeah. 13? Yeah, I mean, it was right. it's weird to to have this sort of momentum coming from these two young girls. <laughs> that were, it, it was it was incredible. But yeah, to your point, I think they're just a great setup. Their family have obviously obviously made a decision early on, and it, it's worked well. It's only twenty four, Nelly. I mean, it just looks yeah. so. I mean, you know, you still, I was thinking, oh yeah, maybe that. Maybe that family thing's like just around the corner for her. Like she's got like ten years like before she needs to think about really having to have a family. Yeah, amazing, really, absolutely amazing. Anyway, we've got even more golf to crack on through. Let's get to the DP World Tour. I always, I still find it difficult calling the DP World Tour. It's, it's the <laughs> European Tour, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Tommy Fleetwood winning Nebat down in South Challenge, Africa. Yeah. Nebat Challenge, where they used to play the million dollar challenge, which became the two million dollar challenge. So the golf course is. <laughs> quite familiar to anybody who's grown up watching golf over the last 20 years or so really good win took down ryan fox ryan fox pushing rory hard he's some golfer he is absolutely batters it but yes tommy fleetwood getting quite emotional afterwards josh why do you think that was i just feel like it's been a big build-up for him um i feel like he's been really grinding on his game for a long time now and then um having that when all the work just comes to light and it, and it all pays off. And like Mark was saying beforehand, having all of his family there, and, you know, it's just a massive release of emotion for him. And, and too right, too right. And but by the way, three winners this week, like everyone's favourite golfers, really, a lot of them. Like how good's that? Them three yeah. winners. It's been a pretty good week. I must say I've enjoyed it mm. to watch. But um, yeah, I'm just so happy for him, mate. He's such a nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, and, um, and good caddy as well, top man yeah, caddy. Fino, yeah, yeah. It was weird. I feel like we was almost well. I was like rooting for his team. He's got such a good team around him. Like yeah. Graham Walker, he's short game coach. Yeah, that I, I know quite well, and um, his caddy Ian as well. That's Mrs. His manager. Yeah, and then yeah, cool. like he's just just an absolute ledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just great. To, you know, we met Fino at the uh, the Open Championship this year, and he. You know, he shared some stuff with us and he just, some of the stuff as a caddy, how committed he was, which is absolutely brilliant to see that relationship. And they've been together, you know, pretty much since Tommy's got onto the tour. And to have a man like that by your side, it's got to be an absolute big plus, knowing that when your game is on, you've got a guy walk the extra mile to make sure that you've got the best chance of winning. And hopefully this is a bit of a statement kind of coming back for Tommy Fleetwood, who has been a little bit quiet, but only by the standards that he set himself. Now moved to Dubai with the family. So that's, um, you know, maybe got a bit settled there. That's probably a good feeling for him. Going back to Dubai this week, could he win the DP World this week? He can win anywhere he tees up. He could literally win anywhere. And when he gets a bit of confidence like he's got, and his short game was an absolute disgrace. Yeah, you know what? His short game is really, really good. And there's obviously, we always, I love his goal swing. He hits that like yeah, yeah. Tight, tight little draw. And he's brilliant. He hits, he's so good with his approach shots. But his short game doesn't come into the conversation very often. I followed him for that last round, the comms at, in, in, at the Open when he played against DJ, and not against DJ, with DJ at St Andrews. And his chipping and pitching is just exemplary. Yeah. Right. Um, but yesterday, he held that bunker shot, it must have been... That was a filthy bunker shot, that yeah. was it? All that, he's got to carry all over... That's so much gear 20, on it as 20, well, though. That 20, was stone dead, wasn't it? 20 yards worth of sand. Yeah. And then it's short-sided when it gets to the green. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like he's Box, hold that. Boxed it for eagle. Yeah, hold it for eagle. And then his chip shots coming in down the stretch. He's just walking up, tapping them in. <laughs> he's not. He's, he hasn't even got to mark them. Yeah. I think his um, 
if anything, probably is like mid-range putting. He doesn't look like maybe he holds enough to go on runs, you know, from between sort of 10 and 25 feet. Uh, he looks like he runs a lot of edges. And if he wanted to, you know, have those really, really low ones, you just need a handful of those to go. But I think he's also added more power to his game. He looks stronger like when he's teeing it up. I mean, obviously he's playing with Ryan Fox. Biceps a bit. Yeah, he's juiced up, juiced up a bit. He's obviously been on the old vegan protein in Dubai. <laughs> they, what is where have you gone with that? Well, I know. Do you not notice? Not notice when you're in the supermarket buying protein oh. in Dubai. It's all vegan protein. Is it? Yeah. It's not, is, it? is it? Yeah. <laughs> talking about Fleetwood. Now we're talking about vegan protein in Dubai. Um, I had to have something come in. <laughs> but he's obviously played with Ryan Fox in the final round, who just absolutely hammers it, and he's been in in the periphery with him for large parts of the round so you know he must Ryan Fox definitely has vegan protein from Dubai yeah if that's the case I mean <laughs> I want some of that he absolutely ca- he canes it doesn't he Ryan Fox straight spinnies have you played that course Shane in- I've not played down there no I've only played a little bit of golf in South Africa when I had my card I actually missed those events in South Africa which is a bit of a regret really because it's kind of an early season uh, but yeah it's never really uh, tickled my fancy although when I was on tour it was like the two million dollar challenge if I'd have got into that event Obviously, with the gun. <laughs> yeah. is, is it? It's not played at Sun City anymore, is it? This is Sun City. Isn't oh right, it's yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it same, looks same really. Um, it just looks tricky. Different. Yeah, like the greens look really small. Mm. Like it doesn't look like you can hit it offline. Yeah, uh, it's not like mega tight, but I think if you miss those areas, yeah. you're in deep Bundesliga. Little pockets on the greens and whatnot. But like yeah. where they where they cut the pins, they were like the width of the green looks like a finger thumb wide, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like thumbs off a hand, like yeah, yeah it's just it's a bedtime bet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at where that. Uh, we've got the TV on the background with the European golf on, which is in South Africa. That's a tiny piece of green that the pin is on. I mean, you, if you laid the pin down on the floor and did like a little radius, you'd be touching the fringe. Almost looks like Greenkeeper's Revenge. Some of these pins. Yeah. I mean, I so think that's really tough. Like knowing how far the ball goes out there as well. Mm. Like when you got them small targets, yeah, makes it even. even yeah, Blandy was judge. talking about. He said he did his charges with his caddy, and he said normally it was it would be ten percent, but it wasn't going ten percent. So it's a lot he, cooler, wasn't it this week? Yeah. So he said he just he did ten balls on the range beforehand and just went off. Of Note down, noted down with guys caddy what numbers they were and then just worked off those new yardages which is amazing really like you know 10 years ago that wasn't the case you had to kind of make it up a little bit and now you know an hour and a half session on a Tuesday and you've got all your numbers because everyone's got these launch monitors yeah. I was going to say would he be using a quad to qualify yeah, he's that he's GC quad for that yeah exactly yeah. it's yeah. amazing how much the game has changed in that way um, interesting obviously Blandy been playing the live tour got to a good start and I was thinking he and he was had the lead for a little while after round two I think it was and made it onto the coverage because normally the live players don't get don't get interviewed, but his his coach Tim Barnes interviewed him. So I was kind of hoping that just because we know Blandy, he was going to do the business, but it kind of ran out of a bit of steam, which was a bit disappointing. Do you but think, like just to throw a mix in there? Has he run out of steam because he's now a three round player and he hasn't got like physically fatigued now going into four rounds? I don't know. Just get him on the phone, ask him, yeah. ring him. Got I think he's got too much, mate. He's been around the boy. He's played way too much to, uh, yeah. to affect him now. Yeah, I don't think so. That's thrown out. But, L- yeah. Like his yeah, yeah, cycling, doesn't he? He's a bit annoyed, James. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, is he <laughs> he's cycling the final round, is he? It's, it's fitness. So if you get if you get on your bike and you work um, on your cardiovascular fitness, so, you know, it keep, yeah. get, gets you able to go longer. No, as, just, as you'll I, find out, you're going to the David Lloyd after this. Well, he wanted yeah. to bump the, he wanted to bump the times earlier today because yeah. he's got his workout plan going. 
Got his, got his vegan protein on, on the go. Vegan protein. <laughs> From Dubai. Vegan protein with loads of eggs in. Uh, no, I, I just wondered if it's a point, because it's not just about a physical thing, it's, it's the mental capacity of four-round golf and stuff, isn't it? You must change the way you play. I wonder whether, because they had to finish their round, or no, they had to play two rounds, didn't they? A second and third round, and had to go straight back out. Ah, right, yeah, Without yeah, yeah. Any, any sort of play, you know, 48, 49, it's not quite as easy as if when he was 21. Mm. Could that have had a bit of play in there? Yeah, I, I guess because if you've got a, if you've moved on to that tour now, it's probably um, kudos to him that he's so competitive. Because you, if you've got, if you're playing free round golf, you must have a, you must have a slightly more aggressive strategy. Then I think you've got less holes to to rein someone in if you're yeah. a few back, and all of a sudden you're you're into a Saturday on a Friday, aren't you, and stuff. But I've got to say, I think it's credit to him though that he could so easily just not play as much now. You know what I mean? Mm. He he could yeah. very easily just play them live events. But he loves it, doesn't he? He yeah, loves that's what I mean. He just hits so many balls and he yeah. just like, that's like, <laughs> he's, a he's almost like a 25 year old. You yeah. know, you've got no kids, you know, just uh, recently, has he just recently get married? Yes. Again, you know, he just, he's actually just buzzing to love in life. Yeah, uh, fair play to him. To be like, fair, he doesn't look his, his age, does he? He looks like he's always like, whenever you see him at Wiz, he's just like, he's got that area of the range. No one go there. It's mine. Just canes it, just gets his stuff done. Just hitting balls, yeah, and he, and he hits it so straight. Just has like the straightest ball flight. It's almost like metronomic. I chatted to Ollie Wilson about it the other day, and he just like it's one of those players that he just aims at a certain point in the fairway, and the ball just doesn't leave it from start to finish. There's no big shapes or no big drama. It just channels in. Okay, let's um let's roll on. So DP World Tour Q score is on. Boys, any notable names that you've uh, you've seen at, at the final stage, and anyone doing any any good? Sam Hartsby. He's played. He's re-engaged with the game. I'd say probably beginning of this year, it started to work. He started to shoot some scores, and um, he's just crushed it on all the mini tour stuff this year. Just walked to he's PGA now, so he's done some PGA stuff. He's done some clutch stuff. He's done just and just ticked every single box. And we're not talking like three or four unders. He's going out and he's shooting eight nines, and he's totally re-engaged. He's got. He's obviously in a good place, and and he'll do it. He's, I, th- I think, going into this round, he was tied fourth, three rounds to play. Um, I've got no doubt in my mind. This time next fourth week, fourth round today. Fourth round today. Mm-hmm. I've got no doubt in my mind. This time next week, I'll be saying congratulations to him because he's he's got his his DP World Tour card back. He's smashing it, and good for him. Yeah, Happy Barn Rat. He's there. There's it's quite some names there. Joel Stolter. He's had his card before. Marcel it- Seams up there as well, isn't he? Yep. Has Oli Fisher had to go to? Yeah. There's 20, there. I believe, McGowan. there's 20 plus past winners of the European Tour at final stage. Really? Yeah. Simon Dyson. I thought he just sort of jacked it in, Simon. I yeah, thought he, he has been coaching. He's not been playing very much, but oh. he's obviously... He must get in got it. a category of some sort. He must get in higher up the... He yeah, has, surely he's not done first 10, stage. You get 10, is it 10 years? At going straight to final. Yeah, right. if you're okay. a winner. So. I think the f- people don't realise how big the fourth day is of tour school. Because if you mm. make the cut yeah. on to get through to the fifth day, yeah. is you get your challenge tour card. And being even more so this year, being the Euro Pro, being how it is, mm. there's it's, nothing else to go back to. So Especially if you're coming from there. that level. Yeah, yeah like if you're coming so if, from if the you, mini tour level. If you don't get make that cut, where are you going? Yeah, well, You know, what are you going back to? Whereas if you make the cut through there, all of a sudden you've got a challenge tour card. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a relief. So you'll see some players, I think, that would just scrape through and then they'll be quite happy and content that they've got that. And then you, you'll they'll surprise themselves and push on and think content for a full card. Ross McGowan's there. I don't know whether someone just said that. Yeah, how how many there. cards are there, Zed? 16. Uh, oh, is it not 25? I, might, yeah, I think yeah. it is, 25 yeah. and ties. 
I believe. It's oh, normally top 70 of, um, make the cut, which is kind of falls into what Josh was saying there. A bunch of players who don't have any exemption need to make that cut. If they miss the cut, they'll get into barely anything next year. So today is the real like the real nerve jangler for most of the players. And after this, they can kind of plain sail in. Uh, one of my pals, King Thornton, a long time ago, he he went to got through the final stage of Q school and he, just, he was just so nervous on day four so he could barely take the club back and then made the cut. And then he said he was just, you know, just kind of just having a nice little couple of days. And then he, with three holes to play, looked up and he was inside the actual cut line to actually get his card. And he, was, he was just more than happy to make the cut and have a chance for a card. He said he absolutely shit himself. <laughs> but he did actually get across the line, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> But yeah, um, so Marco Penge in there. A few more days. Yeah, Marco. He's in. He's inside the line, right? He's yeah, yeah. He's tied. He's well inside. Tied yeah. tenth. Yeah, yeah. Do you see his scorecard from the first round? No. Have a little look. Is it colourful? It is very <laughs> Marco <Jesus>. Penge. <laughs> oh my god! He can, he can make some birdies, a boy. Six birdies, an eagle, and a nine. Oosh. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> on a par four. It's a strong finish after that For a nine. 69. So he shot a 69. I remember looking at it thinking, oh, 69. That's a nice, nice round, Marco. Yeah, how's he done? Looked at his scorecard and he had a, what is that? A quantiple bogey? Yeah. Um, it was called. <laughs> what? A quantiple? Do Quant- we, quantiple bogey. Do we know if that he started on 10 or 1? I, I, don't, I don't know how don't. to do it. If he started on 1, that is, that's some comeback after a 9, isn't it? That finish. I think he did. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he's still I some he comeback, did. though, isn't he? He's, he's got, got it all back. Got, oh. Yeah. You got it all back within three holes. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive. You think, yeah. you think about that though, like going when it comes to the the crunch at the end, like when it comes down to that line, you, may, you wish you had them shots as a buffer. Like wow, mm. he must have hold a second shot on on, on eighteen, isn't he? It's not a drivable par four from memory. I don't think I played that one. I, I played the other course there at Q School, but not that one. The Hills course, I think that's called. So yeah couple more days of nerve jangling golf for those guys there will cover who got their card and who didn't get their card painfully next week a couple of uh, Lions Den players in there Zed Gary Hurley Joel Stalter all inside the mark very good well fingers crossed for them okay let's move on a little bit had some questions from from the Instagram from my Instagram that we'll just we'll, we'll bat through Cy Young what about a discussion around the Ryder Cup teams as there might be a few rookies let's come back to that one because that'll take all day <laughs> Uh, Steve Tiley can I come on again for a Christmas special so yeah Steve we have done a podcast with Steve down at Pitch which hasn't hasn't surfaced yet <laughs> and he texts me probably two to three times a week asking when it's going to be aired oh James will have a listen back and see if it hits the quality Steve and, uh, the content was good we'll see if the sound quality was any good if not we won't get you back on no no we, we, we will get you back on David Ruddy who's a, a, a very well thought of coach based in Ireland so making swing changes performing during them how to prepare play during them so I guess you know how do you play while making swing changes Josh go on so I like I always say I always go back to the three C's for me the get correct so make sure that change is the correct one for you get comfortable with that change so reps as we always say and then the confidence will come from that mm. being comfortable I believe but I also think there's a slight delay so you might get that on the range and then you might be in slightly different places with the seas on the golf course. So it just takes a little bit of time for it to go over. But I would also don't be scared of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations as such as playing for money when you're also making them changes. Um, I feel like that, that will speed the process up. Yeah, I guess a bit of awareness and almost a bit of acceptance. 
that, yeah. that why are you making the change? You're not quite the same golfer. So to not beat yourself up, because that does happen quite a bit. You know, you can be playing quite nicely, make a swing change, then you kind of lose your game. And you could get stressed about it or experience will tell you that okay, I'm just I'm about a week away or two weeks away from yeah, owning yeah. this. Yeah. Which is, you know, there's actually no way around it, is there? Yeah, yeah. and just writing down, like like you always say, like three things that went well when, when you finish and then just one thing that you would do better at, you know, like just always, so just you're not always looking at the bad. It's so easy to look at the bad stuff when you're going through changes. Just yeah. see what, what bit was 1% better. Yeah. You've got to have measurables, haven't you? Yeah. Throughout and, the process. And taking your foot off the pedal with your strategy a little bit. When you're making a swing change, you're not going to be quite as sharp because your mind is in another place. It's thinking about your goal swing, not about the target. Yeah, Mark, you're obviously really good with the strategy. You just adapt that slightly? Yeah, I would. I would rein the, uh, I, like I said before, I would play a, conservat- a conservative strategy aggressively. And I think that, that 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 doesn't change when you're going through swing changes, but it's having the measurables, isn't it? So it's it's being like you say, honest with yourself and saying, okay, I'm the one that has decided to make this change because I'm looking to achieve this. So in this time period, I'm giving myself two weeks, so a month to to see a drop off, but I'm going to measure it. And like Josh has just mentioned, look, but I'm not just going to measure the negatives. I'm going to measure the positives. So if you're playing nine holes or whatever with a mate and you're playing for money and you felt great for five, for six holes, but the last three, when you were one down or you were even, you know, you start to feel the pressure, you reverted back to type, you know, you note that down, but you say, but actually for the first six holes, I was on it. You know, and that was better than the week before. So, measurables is key, but you've got to you've got to be kind to yourself in that environment because that's really going to help you get there faster. Just not always. I think people go down a, a rabbit hole, don't they, when they're making it? Or can sorry, they can go down a rabbit hole when they're making swing changes, and it, the negativity starts to get a hold, and that's how you stay in that dark place for too, yeah. for too long. Especially if you're someone that maybe can't see a coach or a psychologist or a performance mentor on a regular basis, you say, right, I'm going to commit to this, have two lessons, then I'm going to give it two months over the winter. You've got to be really on top of that, your measurables. Mm, Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, next one. This is from uh, Luke Harvey, who's uh, one of our mates from our pals from Wisdom. I'm going to direct this one to James. To bet or not to bet on the golf course with your mates? To bet. To I think I think that just to allude to Josh's point and some of the things that Mark has just said, I think when you play for money, whether it be a pound or whether you play for some more substantial stakes, it when there's something on the line, you go for better levels of engagement, of focus. And as much as it's also good, it's camaraderie with your pals, isn't it? And it makes it all that little bit more enjoyable. So whether it's a ball marker or you know, ten aside, it's still good to feel like even when you're in your kind of communal play, you've got a card in your hand and you you know, you can work on your own things as well. Okay. Pete Gordon, can I come on? He could come on the podcast and talk about cooking, I suppose. Um Pete Yeah, Pete. Pete eats. Well Pete uh eats. you can come maybe do a, come on and do a, a food section. Uh <laughs> OP Golf, who's a who's a bear Yeah. He's a bear member. Ollie, yeah. What courses in the UK did you have low expectation before playing, but ended up loving them? Oh, good question. At Castle Coombe, it's Peter Alice course on the way to Bristol. My dad took me there on like a, on a... Um, Sounds quite grand. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's um, have you played it, Josh? No. It's built in the side of almost like an old quarry. So you, you they, they say you have to take a, a cart because it's very up and down. 
but it's architecture and layouts beautiful some really amazing holes my dad took me on a kind of like a oh I've got a deal on a golf weeks like you know we're going down there at night and in my traditional dad style I'm thinking right cool we're gonna we're gonna stay at a, pr- a premier in here it's gonna be a couple of um municipal quarter but it'd be nice to get some father-son time and we, we played that and I think the green fee was was sub 40 quid which is probably unknown now and it was phenomenal Castle Coombe at um I'll think of what it's called Castle Coombe at something but yeah really good Peter Ellis course in the south of England Wimbledon Park for me was one yeah that's a good one that yeah obviously what, what they, about it they, so there's no par fives obviously lots I think it's par is it par 68 or 7 67 it's quite low isn't might it might even be less is it yeah, like? yeah, yeah, and just Wimbledon Park. I don't know. It just doesn't sound great when you sounds, get there. Sounds a bit guff. But you get there, and obviously they use it as the car park as well for the for the tennis. So you turn up. I'm really building this up. <laughs> yeah, but this is why I thought it wasn't going to be very good. And then they obviously got an influx of a bit of money, so they redone all the bunkers, all the greens, all the fairways. It's is in pristine condition, and it's just really fun to play, quirky and fun. Uh, par 66 it says nine holes maybe they've changed it maybe they do they sell some of the land back to Old England Club yeah I've not, I haven't like been that. there in a while there's so many actually thinking about it you got any Mark? Clare Hill Anisha oh yeah <laughs> really? it's that <laughs> place yeah, really? yeah have you not been? Nah. so we, we used to live in, mm. in the winter when everything was like frosted up and the, and other times we used to is go is that the one behind was, Moore Place? no so it is um, if you're driving from Oxshot roundabout through to Isha and you come to the, the yeah, yeah, traffic through, lights, you through turn the, left um, through the, the through the pillars yeah that's yeah, it. yeah it's yeah, pure there. there so it's just super quirky like little part it's, it's not all par threes it's a, a nine holes but all short short yeah. holes really nice they had a really nice like grass hitting area of about 100 yards so on the on the right like a little range with a few flags like no one ever went up there one green keeper and it was his it was his pride and joy so it's as good as what we're class as sort of meadow ground sort of can be it was brilliant and and good fun and you could just go there whenever and yeah so i'd say i had no expectations driving through i was walking the dog through there once and i just thought wow this is so close perfect for short game it was was brilliant Mm. i really enjoyed a couple of years i was going there I remember the first time I played the Addington with you, I had I, I didn't know what to expect. That's really cool, Carl, that's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on, yeah, go on. But yeah, well, just from a first experience, yeah. you drive into the car park and you can't see much behind the, um, you know, the clubhouse. Then it's like, oh, no, we've got no drive range. It's only a net. And you think, okay, and there's a par three to start. And it's like, but then when you get out into the golf course and, and you get the views and the aspects and the landscapes, I thought that was a phenomenal golf course and way outlived expectation from pulling in. Yeah, just tucked away in Croydon. Like you, just, uh, even when you drive down the road, you got like you bomb it down, and then when you're like, swinging left to get in, you feel like you're taking your life into your hands because there's a lot of traffic bombing up behind you. But yeah, that was, that's what I was going to say. Going to say the Addington, just not because it's not. Didn't think it was a decent golf course, but I think it just is. Is going to be one of the best, one of the best in the country. Very soon, as they're doing a lot of a lot of work up there. Wilson Raw Balls. Who would win a fight, a bear or a tiger? <laughs> It depends. Is it on land or in water? Um, <laughs> Not specified. Uh, the bear's on vegan protein from the bar. <laughs> uh, there's some water. It starts if on land. Bear in water. What are you saying? Well, no, I think a bear, if, it, if a bear got a tiger in water, obviously it's, you know, it's a more of a natural habitat. So it's a good angle. Are we talking about how much, how much water if it's up to their ankles? Or? Stream. 
Yeah, I mean, well, if it isn't a stream, it's still the same thing. I'm going for the tiger, just more athletic. I think actually a bear's better on its back paws as well, isn't it? I, I would say who gets the jump. So who gets in there first? Is the is the bear got his back turned and okay, the tiger I'm gets a free throw shot? On here, here. In their prime, who you know, Jack or Tiger? Who wins in that? Tiger, fight? Tiger, mate. Yeah. Come on, Jack was pretty strong back in the day. He had that old man strength. Oh, we're talking about fight. Yeah. Oh, like proper terror. Ruck, yeah. Oh no, oh. mate. Not I think if you said Arnold Palmer or Tiger's calves. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, I'd say if you say Arnold Palmer or Tiger, I'd be like, ooh, I think Arnold Palmer will do him. But... So who do you reckon? Then? Jack no, or Tiger? Mate, Tiger with all the military training. <laughs> he used to get, he used to tell people to shoot him. Like, don't no, do it softly. Like, he's got a tattoo in his ankle, hasn't he? He's got really small calves. Fall apart like a pack of cards. Yeah. Another surgery. I know. I know. When a race ran a racetrack in a car. Tell you what, Tiger won't win that one. It's not the best driver, is he? <laughs> um, this is a really good question. Can a zebra join? <laughs> Can a zebra join? Yeah. It's a community for everyone. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Inclusive. That's, that's Ray, the trainer from the gym. Really, thanks for your added content there, Ray. Yeah. Really, really appreciate that. But yeah, some good questions there. Boys, anything you want to talk about? Anything? Are you going to just hang Cy Young out to dry? Well, um, which one? Which one was he? He had his rider question, the rider cup, but well, we need to go into it. We're an hour in there, aren't we? It could get very boring that one. It sounds like you want to cover it, though, James. I think we've covered it a few times before. I was just seeing if you were giving him the light of day. I, I told you the rookie that I think should get into the rider cup is Adrian Moronk. I just, I just think it would be good to have rookies in there because it's, it would be good to see how they perform under that, that level. Thomas Dietrich, good to yeah, watch. Dietrich. He's, he's going to be there. Jordan Smith, as yeah. we said. Who knows? Sam Husby. <laughs> yeah, he might have a bit of work to do. It's not a lot of time, but he, he could do. Listen, he's got to turn it current on. Current form, big time. current form. You wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, notoriously, rookies in a Ryder Cup team don't do very well, do they? So we probably don't want too many rookies. Good but to watch that. He's got six picks, though, isn't he? So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes for that. Whether you're going to go three rookies, three experienced, or two it and depends four. who qualifies and who gets in, doesn't it? Yeah. If you get a bunch of rookies, you then go. Go very much with experience. I feel like the six qualifiers are going to be are going to be experienced players, aren't they? Really? Yeah, but you'd hope so. The, the first six always pick themselves, don't they? Yeah, Tommy's just played himself in. Rory's rock solid. Lowry's been going good guns. Yeah, it wasn't long ago actually. I had written uh, Tommy off, but you know, since pretty much since that point, he's played unbelievable golf. Well, not unbelievable, but he's played fantastic golf. And he's very much. I think he's back, and maybe just because he's got settled in, yeah. got the family settled in Dubai, and now he's back to just con- focus on his golf. See, Frankie's exactly. trying desperately to play himself back into form, and he like obviously hosted in his in Italy. Like, he desperately wants to be there. Yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a big part of that. Okay, chaps, I think we're pretty much wrapped up there. Yeah, Sweet. covered loads of golf there. More to come this week. James and I will be in Dubai, podding from there on the next podcast. I'll probably be about the DP World Championship. I think we'll probably Riverside app you boys in. Nice. for a chat on that lovely and uh, yeah hope everyone has a good week like follow subscribe the bear chiger channels chiger the chiger channels any other little pieces Jim, no we're all good all good I think yes. Nelly Nelly's got her own JL range launching tomorrow which would be nice keep your eye out for Bosh. Oh, what, not Nelly the rapper with the old plaster <laughs> on yeah, his yeah, face yeah yeah that's him yeah yeah, yeah oh, that one yeah yeah oh right no so not Nelly Corder yeah yeah Nelly Corder <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that little giggle we'll yeah, leave nice. it there yeah vegan Cheers. protein from Dubai bye toodaloo <laughs>